Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallion. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. And a good morning to everybody out there in West Georgia. This is The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, and I am your host, Richard Holdridge. Happy Friday to you on this hot sports take Friday, and I will make my NFL picks. I am excited. Got another episode of The Mandalorian I'm going to watch later. Hopefully, we can get this show going. In this episode, the Seattle Seahawks snap a two-game losing streak and defeat the Arizona Cardinals on Thursday night football. Clay Thompson is out for the season for the Warriors. Are their title hopes diminished? And I will make my NFL picks for Week 11. All right. You can tell I got a lot of energy today. Just had some coffee. I know I get energized in the morning. I'm excited excited. NFL picks. I'm very excited about this show. All right. I want to talk about the Thursday night game, the Seattle Seahawks going up against the Arizona Cardinals with the division on the line. Russell Wilson does what he normally does. He makes great plays. I turned on the TV and saw that first drive by Seattle to go up seven, nothing as Russell Wilson escaped out of the pocket and threw that strike in the end zone of DK Metcalf, I'm thinking he's back. He struggled the last two games, had four picks, going up against outstanding defenses in Buffalo and the Los Angeles Rams. Now he's taking on Arizona, primetime game, Kyler Murray in the spotlight. Didn't have a great game. There were some chances there, but every time Arizona scored a touchdown, Seattle matched them. That's what Seattle does. When anytime they have a decent running game, Russell Wilson is able to do anything he wants. Now, Seattle's going to hurt because Greg Olson got injured and he could be likely out for a while. But with Seattle getting Carlos Hyde back, averaging five yards a carry, I know they didn't have Chris Carson, but if they have a decent running game, that offense is unstoppable. And they're not doing it with creative plays. Brian Schottenheimer is not lighting the world on fire as a play caller. It's Russell Wilson. He's back in the race for MVP. I know that there was talks that Kyler Murray could possibly get some MVP votes, but we're playing off emotions. Their last win was that Hail Mary against Buffalo, and that catapulted the Cardinals to 6-3. and three. But think about their last two games. They were outplayed in both games, and both games were AFC opponents. They were outplayed in both games. So you got to think that the spotlight was just too big for them. And they They've already beaten the Seahawks this year. They play the Seahawks very well. This is going to be a great rivalry between Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson. And I cannot wait to see them play in future games. We had the NBA draft on Wednesday. That's why I did a special show yesterday. I wanted to break down all the picks. But word came out later in the afternoon that Clay Thompson has a torn Achilles. And he will be out for the season for the Golden State Warriors. Heartbreaking. 
Thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family. I'm hoping he can have a speedy recovery. I'm not sure if he'll ever be the same player, but this is just devastating. He tore his ACL in the other leg the year before, and he will end up missing two seasons. Usually players don't recover from that, and I'm not sure if Klay Thompson will ever be the same or if he will just hang it up. He is a competitor. I don't think he's going to retire. I think that he will come back strong in 2022, and he is a competitor, but the Warriors dynasty is a officially over. It seemed like they were rebuilding last year. They took a break. They got James Wiseman in the draft. I think he's going to be a great player, but he's not moving the needle in the Western Conference. I think the Warriors are still a playoff team, probably a number six, seven, or eight seed, but you got some teams in the West that are stacked. Of course, the Lakers, they're going to continue to be better. They acquired Dennis Schroeder from the Oklahoma City Thunder. You've got the Clippers. Remember, they still have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. You have Denver that's going to continue to be better with Nikolai Jokic and Jamal Murray. They can only get better from here. Of course, the Rockets are going to drop off because they're probably going to lose Russell Westbrook and James Harden. But Utah looks great. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. The Warriors right now are probably the sixth best team in the Western Conference. The one thing that made the Warriors special was the Splash Brothers. That if you try to contain Steph Curry, you had Klay Thompson to worry about. But with only one Splash Brother, it's going to be easy to try to contain Curry. What do the Warriors do? And plus, Steph Curry can be injury prone at times. Draymond Green is past his prime. He's not the same player. When he was an all-star, it's because all the focus was on Klay Thompson and Steph Curry. Draymond Green is just a decent player. He's not a superstar like he was. He's a little bit past his prime. Andrew Wiggins, he averages 20 points a game, but is he that type of player that can catapult the Warriors in a playoff series? The jury is still out on that. The Warriors did get Kelly Oubre, got some veteran presence. I still believe Steve Kerr is a good coach. Bob Myers, a good GM, but the Warriors dynasty of going to the NBA finals every year is over. They had a nice run. From 2015 to 2019, the Golden State Warriors went to the NBA Finals five straight years. And as a Warriors fan, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the first championship when they won it in 2015. I was a little heartbroken in 2016 when they were up 3-1 to one and LeBron's block on Andre Iguodala. I was happy for the city of Cleveland. The Warriors were a historic team that year. They won 73 games in the regular season. I wanted to see them win another title and make history. And then in 2017, they acquired Kevin Durant. And that's a wrap. I knew it was over. I knew that the Warriors would win more titles. And Kevin Durant did just that. They won titles in 2017 and 2018. And as a fan, I'm thinking they could be doing this for about 10 years. When they acquired Boogie Cousins, I thought this is going to be the greatest team of all time. They are going to be unstoppable. And then the injuries occurred. Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, and they lost in the NBA Finals to the Toronto Raptors. At that point, I didn't think that they were going to fall off a cliff. They were about to move into their new arena, the Chase Center in San Francisco. And as a San Francisco sports fan, that made me even happier. I don't live in California anymore, but I know people that live in the Bay Area were happy to see the Golden State Warriors on the other side of the Bay in San Francisco. It's not a shot against Oakland. I actually thought as a kid, a lot of places were easier to get to to Oakland because we rode BART and I'd go to A's games. I actually went to more A's games than Giants games as a kid. And of course, the Golden State Warriors played at Oracle Arena right there in Oakland. 
It was nice to see Oakland have a parade because I'm very familiar with all that area as a kid. And I think that the Warriors dynasty is over. I still think they could be a good team. But James Wiseman, who could possibly be an all-star someday, he's not going to get the Warriors over the hump and elevate their play. But it's still a good pick. Man, we have got a lot to cover. And it is a Friday. I usually do my hot sports take Friday as we do have some college football games coming up. And it looks like the Georgia Bulldogs will start JT Daniels. I heard that on the Paul Feinbaum show. I'm not sure if it's official. It would be official if it went across my news feed and my sports updates. But there are talks that JT Daniels could get the start against Mississippi State. And that would be a perfect place to get him in the lineup. And is George Pickens going to play? George Pickens is their most talented wide receiver. I've said before, the Georgia Bulldogs need a quarterback and they need wide receivers. Everything else will work itself out. I'm not sure if Georgia will get back to the level they were with Jake Fromm when they went to the national championship. Then they went to two SEC title games and had a New Year's Six Bowl. You know, they beat Baylor in the Sugar Bowl last year. The year before, they lost to Texas. And then the year before, probably one of the greatest games I ever saw was when they defeated Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl. When Sony Michelle went into the end zone in that overtime game and they outdueled Baker Mayfield. That was one of the greatest Georgia games I ever saw. And it was exciting for them to get to play Alabama in the national championship. And it was in Georgia. It was at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. How fitting was that? If you're a Georgia fan back in 2018 and you had tickets to that, that must have been a dream come true. But Georgia is just not the same team anymore. And I'm not sure if Kirby Smart is on the same level as Nick Saban. I was hoping he would be the second coming to Nick Saban, but I don't think he is because Nick Saban has got Alabama buttoned up. Georgia's not buttoned up like Alabama and Georgia has a lot of flaws. Alabama actually takes those flaws and makes it great. Nick Saban can coach up a defense. Even when Alabama loses major players on defense, they still can bounce back and coach up a defense and able to and they're able to win football games and that's what Nick Saban does at the University of Alabama man this show is just running along I am so excited about Friday I hope that everybody has good Thanksgiving plans it is going to be awesome and watching football games on Thanksgiving as well all right it is Friday that means it's time for my NFL picks as many of you know I actually break down every single NFL game for week 11 starting with the local team here in Georgia Georgia, the Atlanta Falcons will take on the New Orleans Saints at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans. The Saints are a four-point favorite, and Jameis Winston will get the start. Jameis Winston has had success against the Falcons. Even though the Falcons have improved, they're three and six, but those three wins are up against bad teams. They defeated the Panthers, they, they defeated the Broncos, and they defeated the Vikings. They're going up against a different type of team. First of all, this New Orleans team is relied on their defense. They have one of the best offensive lines in football. Alvin Kamara may be one of the best versatile running backs that can run the football and catch it in the backfield. I actually think that Jameis Winston might be a slight upgrade to Drew Brees. Drew Brees has the accuracy when he throws the ball. Jameis Winston has the ability to move out of the pocket. The downside you get with Jameis Winston, the decision-making. He could throw some picks, but remember who's coaching him up, Sean Payton. He's not that type of player that's going to throw 30 interceptions like he did with the Buccaneers. I think the Saints win the game, but I do think it's going to be close because it is a rivalry game. This is the Falcons' season. They know that this is a must-win game, but Dante Fowler may not play due to COVID. 
They're not going to get a pass rush on Jameis Winston. They struggle against mobile quarterbacks, and I think the Saints win the game 28-23. The Philadelphia Eagles will travel to Cleveland to take on the Browns. There's some turmoil in the locker room for the Eagles. This Eagles team is just not the same team that won the Super Bowl a couple years back. Carson Wentz, there's something wrong with him. I think the difference between Carson Wentz when he was in his MVP season when they went to the Super Bowl and now is the assistant coaches that have already gone. Frank Reich and John DeFlippo are not there anymore. And you could blame it on injuries, but if Carson Wentz is an MVP quarterback, he will actually overcome those injuries. I think that Cleveland is a good team. They're not a great team. I know they got Nick Chubb back. The strength on strength, the run game of the Browns and the defensive line for the Eagles. But I think that is a mismatch because the Eagles offensive line is banged up and you got Miles Garrett on the other side. I think Carson Wentz has a tough day throwing the ball and the Cleveland Browns get the victory 21 to 17. The Cincinnati Bengals will take on the Washington football team. Washington is favored by a point and a half. Joe Burrow is actually doing a great job at quarterback for the Bengals. They don't struggle. They struggle against really good teams, but they did beat the Titans. It is a road game, but Washington is not buttoned up and their defense is not what they think they were supposed to be. Alex Smith going to get the start. He actually is a good quarterback, but he doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes. I think that the Bengals will get the surprise. They'll get the road victory, and they win this one on a last-second field goal, 23-20. to You got the Detroit Lions taking on the Carolina Panthers up in Charlotte. The Lions are favored by two and a half. Matt Stafford is a good quarterback. They're going to get Kenny Galladay back, and they also have DeAndre Swift. Make DeAndre Swift your featured running back. He is their best running back. I know they have the veteran leadership of Adrian Peterson, but DeAndre Swift, just give him the ball and let him be the focal point of this offense. I think the Lions need to have their power running game to allow Matt Stafford not to do it all by himself, to just be an efficient quarterback. If the Lions are able to do that, I think they will defeat the Panthers. The Panthers will not have Christian McCaffrey, and this is a bad football team. The Panthers are not very good, and I think that the Detroit Lions do get the victory. It's going to be 29-23. to I know that's a weird score, but, you know, hopefully I might get one of these scores exactly right. All right, the, probably the biggest mismatch of the week, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are 9-0. They continue rolling. They will take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. You would think this is a trap game. The Steelers are favored by 10.5. I would take the points here because the Steelers – is got the Steelers have a huge target on their back. Everybody wants to try to get them, but this is a complete mismatch. But the Jaguars, they're they're playing hard. They're playing hard. This is Jake Luton's second start. They're going to give it their all, and they are playing at home. I think that the Jaguars lose, but they make it close. The Steelers, who got close wins against the Cowboys. They're going to get another close win here, and they're going to win the game 21-19. to It's going to be a lot closer than people think, but the Steelers will win the game to go to 10-0. One of my favorite matchups this week, the Tennessee Titans travel to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Both are 6-3. The Ravens are trying to bounce back from a loss to the Patriots, and also the Titans they have an extra couple days. The Titans have an extra couple of days to prepare for this game, but they lost to the Colts on a Thursday night, and they are now 6-3. and three. This is a rematch of that playoff game where the Baltimore Ravens were defeated in the divisional playoffs. The Ravens are playing at home. They are favored by 5.5. 
and I think they get the bounce back win. Remember the Titans, when their offensive lineman Taylor Juan went out, they're a different team. Ryan Tannehill's still a good quarterback, but they can't just always rely on Derrick Henry to run the football because that Raven defense is actually pretty good. Lamar Jackson will find a way, make some adjustment, make some adjustments, and this is a revenge game for the Baltimore Ravens. So I think that they win the game. It is going to be close. I'm predicting the score is going to be 24 to 23. The New England Patriots will travel to Houston to take on the Houston Texans. And what does Bill Belichick do? Well, he takes away your best weapon. Their best weapon is Deshaun Watson. He will find a way. He will find a way to shut him down. The Texans do not have a good defense, and the Patriots found their running back with Damian Harris. They will find a way to get the road victory. The Patriots are actually a pretty good football team, and they know that every game counts. And I know that the Houston Texans wish they had DeAndre Hopkins because whatever wide receiver they have, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, Stephon Gilmore is going to shut him down. The Patriots defense is a very underrated defense. Cam Newton is going to limit his mistakes, and they're going to start becoming a power running team with Damian Harris. And I think the Patriots get the victory and a convincing victory 28 to 17 over the lowly Texans who are not a very good football team. My lock pick of the week, the Miami Dolphins will travel to Denver and get the road victory. Tua Tagovailoa is continuing to improve as a quarterback, but it's not just the quarterback play for the Dolphins. The Dolphins have a great defense, and Drew Locke is not the quarterback that everybody thought he was going to be, and I really whiffed on that. I thought Drew Locke was going to have a great season. He's not, and the Broncos, there is something wrong with them. I don't know if it's the coaching staff. I don't know if it's the injuries. The injury to Von Miller might have been huge. The injury to Von Miller might have been too too much to overcome for the Broncos, and Miami is favored by three and a half. They will get the road victory, and they will just continue to roll because their season is gets easier and easier in these games and Miami will push their record to seven and three and they're definitely a playoff team and Tua will get his fourth victory for the Dolphins. The New York Jets will take on the Los Angeles Chargers in LA. The Chargers are favored by nine and a half. That's a lot of points for a two and seven team. This is no ordinary two and seven team. This is a team that is trying. Justin Herbert is a good quarterback, but they they can't overcome all those close victories. They have gotten they have gotten some bad luck in some of these games, but the New York Jets have no talent at all. Sam Darnold is not working with anybody around him, and the Chargers get the decisive victory, 34 to 21. Another great game to watch. You have the Green Bay Packers taking on the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis, and the Colts are favored by one and a half. Remember, the Colts had an extra couple days to prepare, and Aaron Rodgers just came out of a close game against the Jaguars at home. Now they take on Indianapolis on the road. And I think this is one of those games where Aaron Rodgers tries to prove the critics wrong. And the Green Bay, who they don't fare well on the road, but I think Aaron Rodgers tries to prove that he is still a great quarterback. Devontae Adams, great wide receiver. If Aaron Jones plays at running back, that could be the difference in this game. And Green Bay gets the unusual road victory, but they get a victory, 33-30, to 30, a shootout between Aaron Rodgers and Phillip Rivers. All right, the NFL scheduler. This next game, the Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings, the NFL schedulers were probably thinking this was going to be the NFL game of the week. Two great teams from last year on two opposite sides of each other. Two great teams from last year taking on each other. 
and the Vikings playing at home, a seven-point favorite. They're a different team with Dalvin Cook. Dallas, we still don't know if Andy Dalton's going to start. Ben DiNucci will probably get the start. Remember, the Cowboys coming off the bye, they're still not a great team. And they're playing on the road, and Mike McCarthy is on the hot seat. I think the Cowboys lose here. And Minnesota, they still have a shot at making the playoffs. They're going to try to play their best. Kirk Cousins will limit his mistakes, and the Vikings get a 23-20 victory. The Sunday night game, the Kansas City Chiefs will take on the Las Vegas Raiders. Andy Reid is unbeatable coming off a bye. You have Patrick Mahomes, a revenge game against a Raiders team that has defeated some pretty good teams. They defeated New Orleans. They defeated Kansas City. But this is a revenge game, a rivalry game. Kansas City is trying to wrap up this division, and they will find a way to get the victory. It will be a little bit more of a shootout. The Raiders don't really have a defense, but Kansas City will make the plays toward the end of the game, and they will win this one 34-31 in quite the shootout. The Monday night game, you got the Los Angeles Rams traveling to Tampa to take on the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay is favored by four points. The Rams... After an emotional win over the Seattle Seahawks, they try to take on a Buccaneers team that's trying to be in pace, trying to keep pace with the New Orleans Saints in the division. Tom Brady's a smart quarterback. He knows that Drew Brees is going to be out for a couple of games. He knows that he was dominated by Drew Brees. Now he's taking on Jared Goff once again. Remember, they met in the Super Bowl in 2019, that Super Bowl in Atlanta. And now Tom Brady, who knows that Jared Goff is comfortable when he doesn't have a pass rush going up against him. What do the Buccaneers do well? Well, they have Gerald McCoy. Uh, They don't have Gerald McCoy. They have Jason Pierre-Paul. They have Levante David. They have Vita Veda. They have pass rushers that can get to the quarterback. We don't know the status of left tackle Andrew Whitworth. The Rams, they probably have the best receivers in the league with Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think Tampa Bay gets the victory, and they win the game 27-24. to Well, there you have it. Those are my NFL picks for Week 11. I am so excited about my picks, and I'm excited about the Thanksgiving games next week, especially you have that Ravens-Steelers game. Oh, that's going to be incredible. I cannot wait for that game. Every time I do these picks, I know that I get on the air on Monday, and a lot of those picks I whiff on, but I'm very confident that my picks are pretty good. Let's just see how they pan out. All right, I want to thank all my listeners who have downloaded my podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. I hope that everybody has a great day. Enjoy your weekend. I will talk to you Monday. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.